This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Wednesday, the 26th of January. In your Sport Today, Dylan Alcott makes more history. Tennis Australia reverses its ban. A few cricketers earn a break. And the ice hockey puppies that will melt you away. This is your Sport Today. Today is Australia Day, but... It's fair to say that yesterday belonged to Dylan Alcott. He started by qualifying for his eighth straight Australian Open final, and by the end of the night, he was named Australian of the Year. Luce, can you tell us a little bit more about these achievements? Well, Gabs, let's start with his win at Melbourne Park. Alcott beat Andy Lapthorne in straight sets to qualify for yet another Grand Slam final, where he'll take on Sam Schroeder. Thursday's match will be his last because he announced last year that he would retire from tennis after the Oz Open. Orcott then made the trip to Canberra for the Australian of the Year ceremony and just a few hours after his match, he was named Australian of the Year. Orcott is the first person with a disability to win the award, which he earned for his charitable work as well as his success on the court that saw him become the first man ever to win a Golden Slam. Yeah, history everywhere for Dylan. And what that means is he won all four Grand Slams in the quad singles last year. Now, Alcott had some great one-liners in his speech last night, but I don't know how hard he could have celebrated loose because he, of course, has that uh, pretty big match on tomorrow. Speaking of big matches, Ash Barty, she is through to her second Australian Open semi-final, and that's after she beat Jessica Pagula in straight sets last night. She'll take on Madison Keys tomorrow, and her win completed a huge day for the Aussies with absolutely wild scenes on Kia Arena after Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis won their doubles quarterfinal. I don't know if I was watching tennis or Happy Gilmore because it was so <laughs> loud out there. Kyrgios and Kokonakis, known as the Special Ks, won their quarterfinal in three sets yesterday. There were plenty of zoos when they won <laughs> points and a couple of boos from the crowd when things weren't going their way. But it didn't affect the Aussie pair who are in to the semis. Kyrgios and Kokonaka say they want that game to be played on Kia Arena where they have enjoyed plenty of support. And it's not just people at Melbourne Park tuning in. The TV ratings are in and the numbers for their matches are basically what Channel 9 would normally get for the big singles matches in primetime. So it shows what their success is doing for the sport. Yeah, oh, absolutely, Luce. I never change the channel when those two are playing. It's absolutely must-watch TV in our household. Uh, there was one moment yesterday, Luce, when Kyrgios hit a child in the crowd with a stray ball, but he straight away gave the kid his racket, and that seemed to immediately cheer the child up. I've popped that video into the episode notes for you to check it out. Uh, all right, let's go back to Dylan Alcott for a sec because it is time for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. There have been a few over the years, but who was the last athlete to be named Australian of the Year? Luce, got a clue for us? Well, this particular person is a two-time Brownlow medalist. A great clue, and I will have the answer for everyone else at the end of the show. 
Let's uh, stay with tennis because a big story at the Australian Open this week has been the removal of two activists with messages of support for Chinese tennis player Peng Shui. Tennis Australia defended the decision to kick the patrons out, but loose, there has been a change to the rules on what people can and can't wear to Melbourne Park. The context here is that there have been concerns about the safety and well-being of former doubles Grand Slam winner Peng Shui since she made sexual abuse allegations against China's former Vice Premier Zhang Gaoli last November. She's rarely been seen or heard from since, and on the weekend, two activists were kicked out of the Australian Open for having a banner and wearing shirts that said, where is Peng Shui? Tennis Australia said the safety of Peng Shui is their primary concern, but part of the condition of entry to the Australian Open is no commercial or political messaging is permitted. The move by Tennis Australia was called pathetic by tennis legend Martina Navratilova, but the ban has been reversed. Tylee said that fans can now wear t-shirts that support Pung, but said banners and anything that could disrupt the event would not be allowed. Yeah, and Luce, I think you can expect to see plenty of those shirts on Saturday because one of the activists has said that he'll hand out about 1,000 shirts on Saturday before the women's final. Let's talk some cricket now because the Aussies, they've named a 16-man squad for next month's T20 series against Sri Lanka. There are a few new names in there and Luce, there's also a new coach. Yeah, there sure is, but there's no big headline here. Head coach Justin Langer is going to take some planned leave before Australia's tour of Pakistan in March, which means assistant coach Andrew McDonald will be in charge for the five T20s against Sri Lanka. David Warner, who was a player of the tournament at last year's T20 World Cup, is also being rested, as is Mitch Marsh, who was player of the match in the final. Ben McDermott is expected to open the batting, and that's a big deal for him. Him because he was just named BBL player of the tournament for his 577 runs for the Hobart Hurricanes. Yeah, and that did include back-to-back centuries. Uh, McDermott, he has played 17 T20s for Australia in the past, but he says that he's now properly ready for international cricket. I've included the full squad and the schedule for that Sri Lanka series in today's episode notes, and the first game of that series is on February 11th at the SCG. On to some football news now because at least eight people are dead after they tried to get into a stadium to watch a match at the African Cup of Nations. Lucy, what do we need to know about this? This happened yesterday and, as you said, reports say at least eight people were killed and at least 40 more were injured. It happened outside a stadium in Cameroon as fans tried to get into a Lembe Stadium to watch Cameroon play Comeros. The ground holds around 60 thousand people, but capacity was reduced to 80% because of COVID. But reports say about 50,000 people tried to get in and that saw security close stadium gates, which led to the crowd crush. Cameroon was meant to host the tournament back in 2019, but the event got moved because there were issues with the safety of some of the grounds, including Alembe Stadium. The Confederation of African Football says that they are going to investigate the situation along with local authorities. 
Luce, do you like dogs? I love dogs. Yeah, me too, especially pugs. Well, you should have been in Washington yesterday because there was an ice hockey game and for once, the players, they were not the main attraction. Gabs, I am going to have to go to this next year because Caps K9 night <laughs> looks great. The Washington Capitals, they play in the NHL, teamed up with the Pedigree Foundation to encourage people to adopt local dogs during their game yesterday. Players came with their own pets and also some of the puppies that were up for adoption. And I got to say, they are some of the cutest dogs I have ever (laughs) seen. The Capitals lost the match, but it's worth checking out their social media for plenty of canine content. Going to keep my girlfriend away from it because she really wants a dog. Yeah, you're definitely getting a dog if she sees some of this. But uh, as you said, this match was a rough result for the Capitals. Sorry, (laughs) I have put a link to some of the puppy entrances in today's episode notes. All right, it's time for Catch This. So we tell you what's caught our eye or what's coming up. And for me, can't go past the BBL. I'll be heading to the SCG to watch the Sixers take on the Strikers. And it's a really important match, Luce. It is. The winner will take on the Scorchers in the finals on Friday. It starts at 7.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Yep, and you can catch that on Channel 7 or on Fox Cricket. All right, let's get back to today's trivia question. And today I asked who was the last athlete to be named Australian of the Year? Judging by Clueless, I'm guessing this guy played AFL. He certainly did. It was Adam Goods in 2014. Jewel Brownlow medalist, Jewel Premiership player, All-Australian. He did it all. Yes, and has a terrific mural in Sydney. If you get the chance to check it out, make sure you do. And, of course, there have been a number of athletes who have been named Australian of the Year, like Steve Waugh, Pat Rafter, and Kathy Freeman, just to name a few. All right, that is us done for the day. Luce, you'll be back uh, tomorrow with Fez. I'm off until Monday. Catch you then. 